Hello. 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 I don't know if that'll turn out good or not once it's all synced, but that sounded great. <laughs> <laughs> One recap and week two preview of college football action coming your way. This is Jonesy for Sports. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the Jonesing for Sports Combine that with the hello uh, triplet or trio, whatever. I think that would uh, make for a pretty good intro. Yeah, I think so. <coughs> Hopefully. All right. I suppose we should talk about football. Week one has come and gone. A week we have been waiting for for what seems like forever. And it did not disappoint. About 51 weeks. <laughs> Seriously. Not quite 51 weeks. I guess I enjoyed it felt like it though. the rest of the season. But yeah. Uh, Michigan played. Michigan State played, and there was a heck of a lot of really good games. So we're going to dig into both of those games, kind of see what we thought happened. We're going to hand out some helmet stickers and kind of some anti-helmet stickers as well. Uh, We're envisioning those helmet stickers looking kind of like the poop emoji, just on a sticker for your helmet. So envision that as we talk about the anti-helmet stickers. Uh, And just we're going to pick our favorite games from the week because, man, I've been waiting for so long, and it did not disappoint. So much good football. I just, I get the same feeling of like Christmas, like that excitement you get when college football's here. I get that from other sports starting up a little bit, but nothing like college football. So let's go ahead and kind of dig into it. Uh, Bran, what was your favorite game of the week? Well, I think you guys know my favorite game of the week. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think we do. Actually, I can't go there. I did enjoy it, like the what? sicko that I am. I did enjoy Iowa, uh, South Dakota, but it was not my favorite game. Although I do think that Iowa is set up perfectly. We didn't show anything. Iowa State doesn't know what's going to hit them. Spencer <laughs> Petrus has been holding back that 1.1 quarterback rating. That's called a mirage, boys. Iowa's coming, and I guarantee we score more than seven points this week. Uh, but no, my favorite game was actually another ugly game. It was LSU, Florida State. I think back to the last couple minutes where we saw LSU muff a punt, and Florida State recovers it on like the four-yard line. They proceed to then fumble a pitch on the goal line. LSU drives 99 yards where previously they could not, they couldn't move the ball at all. But of course with time expiring, it's time to go back to a prevent defense. That works every time, right? Uh, Every time (laughs) LSU (laughs) drives 99 yards and scores a touchdown. We have some horrible uh, review that takes like 10 minutes after the guy's knee was down in balance and he didn't go out of balance and it was a mess, but they scored and then they miss the extra point. Brian Kelly doesn't have the guts to go for two to end the game right there. They go for the safe option, and it gets blocked. I, my reaction to that was college football is the best. You will never see an ending like that in the NFL because they're too competent. They're too good at their jobs. And you know what? I like the mess. There's a reason I liked mm-hmm. the Iowa game. It was embarrassing, and I ate it up. Give me more <laughs> horrible football because it's beautiful. When you have two chaotic forces battling each other, you're just throwing paint at the wall, and sometimes it looks pretty bad, and other times you have a freaking masterpiece. And we had quite a few of those this weekend. I almost feel bad picking one game over another. It's like picking your favorite child. But I'm going to give my rose to Florida State and LSU. Has the added bonus of watching Brian Kelly lose. 
He was turning the shade of his purple shirt. It was beautiful. <laughs> uh, I I had LSU plus 7.5, and I had the over uh, 40.5. So the fact that they lost and still covered my bet, beautiful. Beautiful job by everyone involved. Uh, Brian Kelly, Mike Norvell, you guys both coached horribly, and I love it. Thank you. <laughs> I'm I'm going to go ahead and take the Iowa-South Dakota State game. There's something that's just that's so special about a game that's so terrible like that. I wouldn't use the words beautiful like Brandon uh, oh. described earlier. There's nothing beautiful about it, <laughs> but I find it so fascinating. <laughs> it's, it's just... The NFL could never. There's nothing quite like college football just because it is just absolute mayhem from week to week. You never know what you can truly expect. And, I mean, with Iowa, you can't expect the, expect the punt battle. But I think the stat for that game was longest scoring drive was like 11 yards. <laughs> and the second longest was negative eight. <laughs> that is it's mind-boggling. And so something like that, it's, it's sort of like a car crash where you can't take your eyes away. But it's entertaining at the same time because you really just don't know what's going to happen. So I am, like, unironically going to pick that as my favorite game. Uh, Honorable mention, North Carolina App State. I can't pick it because I actually thought the game was over uh, after that first failed extra uh, two-point conversion when there's only, like, 30 seconds left in the game. And then come (laughs) to find out North Carolina and Appalachian State uh, both score twice within that 30-second time frame. And there was another failed two-point conversion. Did you ever uh, uh, get to see the highlights of that last, like, 30 seconds? No, I never did, and I meant to. I've just been pretty busy So, because when I watched it, I was like, I got to tell Cody about this. It was amazing. After they failed that two-point conversion, they had to do an onside kick. Well, North Carolina is ready for it. And when they the onside kick comes, <laughs> they send their guys to just deck the Appalachian State guys, they just I went, did they didn't go clip. for the ball. They just killed them. So they all are mm-hmm. laid out, and then one guy who's standing to, there to catch it because all the other guys got killed catches the ball and just waltzes into the end zone. And so they got the it ball looks- back after they scored again. It looks like one of those clips that Bob Maneri should be commentating over, like, oh, my goodness, their heads are gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, someone give that special teams coach a raise. Like, I could just totally see it now. It was. They killed all three of them. real. Exactly. Just absolutely decimated those boys. Also, just to add some stats for that Iowa game that you picked, I'm so glad that you unironically picked that game. Could you tell me? Who the best player on the field was? Because I'll tell you if you don't know. Well, it would have to be Iowa's punter. It was Iowa's what punter. Was he punted. What was 10 it like? Times. Seven times. Ten times. He punted he put ten times for four hundred and eighty-six yards. He almost hit five hundred <laughs> yards of punting. <laughs> so wait, ten times. Maybe I have the wrong number. I thought it was about seven times that he put it inside the twenty. Yeah, yeah like Which seven times. Phenomenal inside the twenty. Ten total punts, and uh, get this stat. All the games in week one and week zero, only one team punted 10 times and won. Your Iowa Hawkeyes. They're doing it different (laughs) in Iowa City. Watch out for the Iowa punter. (laughs) I'm glad you added for the Iowa punter there at the end. (laughs) I really love those pictures that I see on Twitter that'll just show drive summaries for different games and for punt, some of them punt, you'll see just punt, you punt. know yeah <laughs> touchdowns here and there iowa south dakota just punt punt fumble punt fumble safety punt fumble safety it was like the <laughs> Field most goal. Thing. <laughs> what <laughs> no that can't be right it was a little disappointing that the game didn't end five to three because that just that final yeah. score line would have been even more iconic uh, but two safeties in a game, uh, just that alone. And to win it, if they would have just got the two safeties, they would have won the game. That's just bonkers. So great pick, Code. Thank you. I saw one uh, thing was... on uh, Twitter about that game that said, Iowa made those poor sick kids watch that game. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So hopefully so Iowa's going to pick it up soon. <laughs> there's a family guy joke within that for I, sure i do have to say 
I made the prediction that Iowa would win the West. And that was that pick was predicated on the idea that there's no way that Iowa's offense could possibly be any worse than last year. And it does appear that somehow they have a found <laughs> they found a way not just to be worse, but really monumentally more disappointing than last year's offense, even with a returning returning quarterback at the helm. So Iowa hats off to you for continually just blowing our minds mm-hmm. week after week. At the same time, Code? It's still up in the air. Iowa still could win. <laughs> oh, I'm the not. So. I'm not changing my pick. No, I don't think you should. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, maybe they find a way to score. But you know what? As long as they get a safety or two, they <laughs> people got to score against the them, game. and they do yeah. have a really good, yeah. really good defense. So they'll be in a lot of games. My pick for the West ended up losing one of the first games of the week. Purdue, Penn State. That was going to be my pick. Because um, that, that even game. with Purdue losing. That game was awesome, uh, really entertaining, and I don't think it means the end of the season for Purdue. I think both teams showed out pretty good. I think it does mean the end of Cody and I's prediction that Penn State's just going to be bad, <laughs> but they still could be. Uh, but no, my pick of the ga- game of the week is the Florida-Utah game. Mm. Um, that game was really entertaining. I think America earned a new favorite player. Yep in ar not 15 uh dude's entertaining i don't know how great of a quarterback he's gonna end up being because like he didn't really throw for great stats but dude can run and he seems like a winner but i also picked that game because i was really trashing on utah (laughs) leading up to that game (laughs) uh i wasn't sure what was really gonna happen but i was talking confidently that florida was gonna beat up on the utes because i just didn't believe in them and uh, they made my prediction look good. So thank you, Florida. Uh, I still don't know if Florida's going to be that good this year because, like I said, I don't think Utah was that good. Utah's not bad. They're both not bad, pretty good teams. Uh, but that game was super entertaining. We're just one of many, many entertaining games this weekend. Is there a part of you that thinks that Anthony Richardson could battle for a Heisman? Yeah, for sure a part. Because he's in the SEC, he just won the hearts of America. So as long as he strings together a few more wins and keeps the stat line rolling, for sure he could be on the Heisman list. Like, who else is – we've got the the big names of Heismans with Bryce Young, the Alabama guys and the Ohio State guys. Uh, who else is, like, a f- shoe-in to be a Heisman candidate? Well, after last week <laughs> – Stetson Bennett, that offense was surgical. <laughs> he would throw a two-yard pass, and it would be perfectly blocked. They'd run for 20 yards, then they'd just do it again. I I, I predicted Georgia to the playoff, but I didn't think they would look that good. Holy cow, that was terrifying. They that killed very, Oregon. It, terrifying was a great word because Stetson Bennett didn't have to do anything but put the ball in the right spot in very efficient, yep. easy throws. And then his 6'7", 270 <laughs> tight end, who is more athletic than most people on most teams, would just churn down for an easy 15 yards. Yeah. Like, holy cow, the weapons. <laughs> yeah, that play was amazing. Like, this guy is a freak. He the, he brings to mind, like, that McGowan guy from Baylor, yeah. who just a different level of body and athleticism. But then but they'd string together like guys on five team. plays in a row like that. It's like Oregon didn't have a, a shot. It was like they were pl- scrimmaging the JV. <laughs> I'm going to be watching Oregon's game next week closely to see if they were like a bad team, like if we overhyped them, or if Georgia is that good. And I'm scared that Georgia is that good. I built a power ranking of my own this week, and I put Georgia ahead of Alabama because of how scary they looked in that game. Just They made it look easy. Yeah, disheartening is the word I would have used just because after <laughs> they they build up the perfect class, they have the best defense possibly in college football history, they win the national championship. You expect them to regress a little bit, right? But no, the machine is back and alive, uh, strong as ever, and yeah. It's going to take uh, a monumental stroke of talent and luck to be able to take these Bulldogs down. Well, one thing I've heard Brandon say a few times was Stetson Bennett and like how Georgia runs is exactly what 
Harbaugh and Cade want to be. Yep. And maybe this is the perfect segue. That Cade is QB1. <laughs> perfect right, segue boys? into Cade, QB1, as Cody says. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about Michigan, Michigan State, our impressions, and maybe hand out some helmet stickers along the way. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Which game you want to do first, Michigan State or Michigan? Let's go with Michigan State since they played first. Um, Michigan State played Western Michigan in a game where, honestly, it was a lot closer than I expected for the majority of the game. Where, I mean, the final score looked good, but you didn't feel comfortable Mm-mm. for most of the game. You thought Western might have had a chance uh, up until the beginning of the fourth quarter, which, in my opinion, is a little too long to keep them in the game. However, they did win. And I think there's some impressions, uh, strong impressions that I got from that. But, uh, Brian Cody, what – it's easy to talk – I was thinking through this today. If I'm a Michigan State fan, how am I feeling about that? My initial – I have two thoughts on that. One is I'm a little disappointed because it was it looked a little sloppy and they didn't just push Western out the door quickly and strongly. However, it's the first game of the year. I think I'm optimistic looking forward. The weapons they showed yep. that they have on offense, they are going to potentially put up some numbers. Uh, if Peyton Thorne's accuracy gets more dialed in, ooh, it could be scary. Even if it doesn't get more dialed in, though, and he just throws it up, his receivers can make some sick plays. And I actually believe in their running back room as well. So I think they're going to do some some pretty impressive offensive things this year. Defensively, uh, they lost. It was very up and down from what they lost their leading tackler for the season, I believe, in snow. That's tough. Mm-hmm. However, they gained in their transfer. Um, the guy who had four, four sacks. Winman. Uh, I believe he was defensive player of the week for mm-hmm. NCAA. That's awesome. What a impressive first game with your new school. You got to be excited about that. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily going to translate to a great defensive year in the Big Ten. I actually predict it's not. But great showing, and it gives you a lot to be optimistic for. So I would give my uh, star sticker to... Um, what was Winman. Winman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just spelled a little differently. I it can't get stuck in my head. I, and I'm going to be scared as a Michigan fan. It's going to get stuck in my head because he looks like he's going to be dangerous. And we're going to hear his name a lot. Jacoby Winman, he was a stud. Uh, four sacks is nothing to sneeze at. Uh, but my poop emoji helmet sticker actually goes to Peyton Thorne. Uh, yeah, you uh, do it. And you can pile in on that with me. Sick. Uh that is in no way do I do I think he's going to have a bad year, but you expect more from last year and with the weapons they have. I honestly wasn't super impressed with the throws I was seeing from him, and I expected it to look a lot more refined after having that all that last year in the offseason. I thought he was going to come out shining. I didn't see that, but it doesn't necessarily scare me. I don't think he's going to get a lot more poop emoji helmet stickers this year. No. Maybe one or two more, but... I think he's still going to have a pretty good year. But for that game, he left a lot to be desired, in my opinion. And he was pretty frustrated with his performance, too. Uh, speaking after the game, he had just noted that he it really kind of caught him off guard. He had anticipated to do a lot better than that, uh, just kind of build off the confidence that he had developed in his past year. So I'm with you uh, in both aspects. I think he gets the poop emoji this week. Uh, but I don't anticipate that being a long-term thing. Uh, like you said, there's just too much talent at wide receiver. I think as he continues to just build that – relationship with his receivers uh also with Keon who's going to be an absolute monster for MSU this year uh I think he'll be just fine we don't so, have to pick different players do we because no. Jacoby Winman has to get the <laughs> he has to we'll get, just give him three star stickers give him three of them four sacks in one night <laughs> give that's him the four. most that's one that's for each the, sack yeah there you go you I'll guys give him an can extra give one. him two stickers the, I got stickers for I like to share but uh, I, just, I just gotta say real quick, that's the most in one game by an MSU player since 2003. Yeah, that's, and second most that's a big deal. In your very first game as a Spartan, like that's that's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So Spartan Nation, you you hit the jackpot with that, dude. Uh, congratulations, 
I, I don't know what the rest of the season is going to look for look like for him, but you have a lot to look forward to, I would say. That's a very exciting thing that you have in Jacoby Winman. I think Trav said it off air really well that Michigan State, you felt like as a team they had some things that they really need to work through and iron out, but that they had some really bright spots individually where Michigan had more of a team-wide better effort um, but didn't have like a guy that gets four sacks. So uh, you have some pieces for Michigan State you're really excited about. Your windmen. Um, I think Keon Coleman at wide receiver is a, mitch, a mismatched nightmare. And then uh, who's the the tight end that they just got? Di- uh, Barker that made a one-handed touchdown. Like There's some, some dudes. So Michigan State's got some, some real gems. They just have to maybe iron out some preventable mistakes. I've got some helmet stickers. I'm going to pile on a little bit. I'm going to give my airmail sticker to Peyton Thorne. He missed on a ton of open deep shots. Last year, one of his greatest strengths as a quarterback was nailing the deep shot. He was hitting Jaden Reed. He was hitting Speedy Naylor. He was so accurate downfield, and in that game, he looked like he... I don't know if his mechanics were off, his footwork, or what was happening, but he was missing guys. He missed Keon Coleman, who is six foot four and can jump like crazy. He's a basketball player too. Um, he was way overthrowing guys. He was throwing out of bounds like it was rough. And he did get it together at the end, but and we already mentioned him plenty. But that's my airmail sticker for Peyton Thorne. I'm gonna give my axe keep chopping sticker to. Um, Ben Van Sumeren, who's a linebacker, not as flashy as Winman. He didn't have four sacks, but he was really fast sideline to sideline. So he was doing some more of the unheralded dirty work that's going to show up big time against better opponents. And I think he's going to be a really good player for them, and uh, he just has to keep chopping, and his he's, he's going to have time to shine. Um, also, I'm going to give the star sticker to the offensive coordinator, Jay Johnson. Uh, Western Michigan made it tough on them, and he just kept dialing up. He never got scared. He's like, okay, you're going to push us. Here comes a 30-yard yard pass. Like, usually coordinators, when it gets close, they get tight, they play conservative, and they just dialed up deep pass, deep pass, deep pass. He trusted Peyton Thorne, even though he kept missing, and those deep plays, those explosive plays, kind of got them out of their ruts, uh, where at one point they were up 21-3, to Western Michigan crawls back. I think it was 13 to 21, and then they had a deep play to break it open again. They had another deep play to to make it to cover the game. Glad they covered. I put that one out there pretty publicly. I thought Western was gonna get blown out, and uh, Michigan State brought it together at the end. So, um, I think that's about all I got for Michigan State. I, I'm very interested in some of their upcoming games. Not not this week. But when they go to Washington, Washington looked pretty good. They have Michael Penix at quarterback. He That secondary was not not great. Actually, I got one more sticker, and it's not for the secondary. <laughs> Offensive line, I'm going to give this the um, open borders sticker because that offensive <laughs> line sucks, and that is going to keep them from competing in the Big Ten if they don't improve. I mean – I know that the running backs eventually got their yards, but against Western Michigan, both running backs should have been feasting, and it really did not happen until towards the end of the game when everyone was gassed. So offensive line, you're all getting the open border sticker, which in this case, not not a good thing if you're trying to block someone from getting to your side. So offensive line has a lot of work to do. Secondary did not look great either. So some work to be done for the Spartans, some studs to help it help get that work done though. It's not it's not really fair when Brandon introduces the idea of hey let's give stickers uh, a sticker for the player that played the best and a toilet poop emoji for the player that did the worst. <laughs> Travis came up with when it's his idea. Okay, whatever. Your your <laughs> idea for you know two stickers, and then you come out with just the whole book. On every single player for the for the entire week. Brandon was an ex teacher, so you yeah. know they had those sheets of stickers, different types of stickers they'd put on mm-hmm. 
quizzes and tests. Kids love stickers. He's just pulling that out. <laughs> uh, I've got one more sticker for that game. It's uh, the boxing glove stickers, since we're not just doing stars and poop anymore. And that goes to Jack Salapak, the quarterback for Western. Mm-hmm. Uh, his first start, and when I first saw him go out there, I was like, okay, this guy, he looks pretty scrawny. His first throw looked a little short-armed. I was like, crap. We go from having Ellaby and a, kind of a sweet offense at Western to this guy. Well, he proved me wrong throughout the game. The dude is a fighter, and I went with boxing gloves because he was tough in there. Mm-hmm. He stood in the pocket. He made good plays. Uh, he was, I guess, a really good wrestler in high school as well. He's just He showed it. He's tough. Uh, and his play, I know Western didn't necessarily have the greatest offensive showing, but it was good enough for me to regain some belief in Lester and the Broncos this year. Yep. Enough to where I'm excited to keep watching and seeing what they do. I thought maybe they were going to have a pretty down year. Um, they still might, but uh, I saw enough to be pretty excited. We got a great court running back in uh, Sean Taylor. Tyler. Uh, he potentially is going to have one of the greatest stat lines for the year just because the dude gets touches and he gets yards, uh, especially in the Mac defenses where it, it's Swiss cheese. So... He's going to put up some yards. Quarterback gave me hope. And they returned some receivers, like Crooms. Yeah, he looked uh, good. He looked real good. So I'm not a non-believer anymore in Western. All right, let's uh, – you guys good to move on to the Michigan game now? Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Um, Michigan, in the first of two quarterback battles, took on Colorado State – and uh, honestly made pretty easy work of them. Like Brandon said, it wasn't f- really flashy. There wasn't really like a star-studded stat line or anything, but the team looked very solid. Um, so give me your whoever wants to go first, your initial take on the game. I'm sure we're going to talk about the uh, quarterback controversy as well as we go. I think probably one of my biggest positives is just how solid this defense looks. Like it's going to be probably a recurring theme in just this conversation that Colorado state is not a very strong opponent. And it'll be interesting to just see how much of a fight they're able to put up against teams in the weeks to come. But it was really encouraging for me to see as we're putting in our second string, even third string that we were able to keep them out of the end zone until really what late in the third or might've been the fourth quarter. Um, So I know that we have a little bit of an experimentation going on with our offense, but despite that entire effort, the defense is stalwart. And that's going to go a long way for just making Michigan an incredibly tough opponent for anybody that matches up against them, regardless of who's at the QB position. So I was really, uh, really encouraged by what I saw defensively. And a few big names that I will touch on as well later on that I uh, was really, really proud of and happy to see doing some big things out there. Yeah, you nailed uh, I'm anxious to see how the defensive backs do against a good passing offense. But up front, Michigan's defensive line looked really solid. Uh, I was pretty happy with the linebackers, too. Uh, Colson looked like a man amongst boys out there. Yeah. Anytime he got his hands on somebody, he just threw him to the ground. I don't know his stat line. I don't think it was like that most impressive stat line, but he just he looked tough. And that defensive line was really, really impressive. I think they ended the day with seven sacks as a team. That's awesome. Um, that's really, really solid. So, yeah, you nailed that code. Defense looked great. Mm-hmm. And I said I would touch on names later because part partially because one of them I could never pronounce his name right and would always forget what it actually is. But Ayabi Anoma. What a monster that guy is, huh? I can't wait to see more of him on the field. Uh, when I was watching him play, the words I used were just a massive amount of raw talent because he is so huge, and he would just get into the backfield just on a whim. But I think he still needs to get a little bit of awareness. I, I saw a couple missed tackles, uh, missed opportunities, where he would get into the backfield but not really be super sure of his next step once he got there. Uh, but I do expect some really big things from him. Man, what a fantastic pickup, huh? <laughs> Just a couple weeks before the home opener. Um, that's absolutely huge. So big yeah. things expecting. I'm expecting from him. His first play ever, yep. 
Uh, I mean, he's still on kind of a snap count, so I think he will probably be one of our best defensive ends by the end of the year. But he just bull rushed his first play ever as a Michigan Wolverine. Didn't do any move or anything. Just overpowered the guy, pushed him right into the quarterback, and got a sack. And it was just like, what a freak. Mm-hmm. Well, he's so strong. Speaking of snap counts, uh, we can all agree that Anoma really popped when he played, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He he played for nine plays, nine snaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like That is so minuscule. And every time he was on, we're like, oh, Anoma's in there. Like, he just stands out. So, uh, like Cody said, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see. You couldn't miss him. What, what he's going <laughs> to do. Because when he's in there, which is not often, it's a deep position at the edge but when he was in there you're like oh there he is you can't help but just notice a guy that big and fast and he was around the ball yeah he seemed to be a whole like half head above everybody yeah. else <laughs> i mean he's he's only six five which is massive but only that's I, really big as a defensive <laughs> end I, it's really big it's just he looked like he was six eight out there there's yeah, just something about him he just right. he did stand out Oh, yeah, 6'5", 244. Yeah, it's nothing to sneeze about. <laughs> um, oh, we can jump into the offense because there's a lot to talk about there um, for a few different routes. But I'll just start off with what a fun way to kick off the touchdown scoring for the year. Um, Roman Wilson has got some wheels. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was exciting. He made that touchdown look really easy. And uh, where would you guys rank Roman Wilson amongst our wide receivers? Number one in my heart. Mm. Uh, yeah, don't do that to me. <laughs> but maybe. Well, ooh. Number. It's tough. I think Harbaugh said that he's definitely a starter. But we yeah, all that to say we he's... can't rank them until they get targets, right? Yeah. So perfect segue <laughs> there, Bren. Uh But all that to say, the wide receiver room is deep, and to see a guy Roman, Roman Wilson looks like a freak athlete and that was awesome Cade just had to throw it out wide uh easy throw and the receiver did the rest that's a very efficient offense I like that that's doable with the skill at wide receiver but like you said Bran one of the issues and one of the hot topics is we got to get the ball to those receivers and give them a chance to make plays killing the segues today Trev (laughs) Brandon's lining them up (laughs) he's just laying it down and we're running with it yeah uh, well, I'd rather talk about that than answer the wide receiver question because that was just mean. <laughs> We've got like six. And four. I meant it that way. <laughs> yeah. I wanted it to be mean because we do. We have so many talented guys out there that like they all can shine at times. We just need to get the ball in their hands. The That was game number one for the quarterback battle where they got an opportunity to win it. Cade got the start. He played three quarters. Um, his stat line, what he threw. Find it. I don't even remember exactly. It was nine, 100 some yards, a touchdown. Nine of 18. Nine of 18 um, one touchdown and a should have been interception. Um, I've heard a lot of people talk about the should have been interception. And I'm like, well, it wasn't. Like, that's kind of nitpicky. But that's what we're doing right now. We're watching the quarterbacks try to win it. Well, the thing I keep seeing people say is that the wide receiver fell down. Uh, but I still think he missed him, even if he's a little fell behind. Down. Yeah, I yeah, I don't think he was getting a hand on that ball. It was a bad throw. And Can I just jump I, in and and give my helmet yeah. sticker here? I've got the open door helmet sticker going to Cade McNamara. He had an opportunity to slam this door shut. If he goes out there and is brutally efficient, a Stetson Bennett like performance where he just hits his receivers for short passes in stride to give them yards after catch opportunities he missed Cornelius Johnson like three times uh Cornelius got his hands on the ball a couple times he should have still caught it but he did he's not hitting him where he needs to be you know in stride in in the chest like he was had one towards his feet he had one behind him it was man it's hard to watch so the quarterback competition he has left the door wide open for JJ to just sprint through it and the thing about JJ is he's a really good sprinter. So the open door sticker is not one not a, a quarterback segue. wants to have. No, you nailed it. Uh, and this was supposed to be Cade's day. Like this was right. his game to show if he's got it, uh, to just do his thing. 
And to his credit, the team won. I don't know if that's to his credit, but the team won. Um, <laughs> makes me so mad. <laughs> All last yeah. season, that's what people would say. To Kate's credit, we won the Big Ten. Oh. Uh, like Brandon. We had said, a whole this... segment on that pause ago. <laughs> Half the Big Ten's quarterbacks could have won with Michigan last year. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're right. And as we saw from Georgia, I feel like I'm kind of getting on the tangent too. Georgia doesn't need that. They're so good. But the teams who aren't, they need special players to bring them to that level, to get over that hump. With Cade, I think Michigan could do really, 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 really good in the Big Ten this year because they are a really good team. Like, watching all the positions, pretty stoked on this team right now. And Cade can win games. However, JJ can dominate games. He came in in Cade's night. And all he did was just be special again. In his small sample size, it's a little bit like you were talking about with your boy at defensive end. He only played nine snaps at defensive end, and we're talking about him and watching him, and it was exciting, and he made special things happen. That's all J.J. almost ever does. Uh, So I thought that was interesting, where I thought it was just going to be Cade, and we'd go, okay, here's Cade's stat line. Now we get to see J.J., well, now we get to see JJ in week two, but also JJ got to kind of star in yeah, Cade's night. Stole the whole game. So he did. Um, so yeah, I I think we're all on the same page where where we stand with JJ. Um, but maybe we finish talking about offensively. This Michigan offense is dynamic. It can be dynamic. We've got really good running backs. The receivers are awesome. The offensive line is solid. We have really good tight ends. There's not a weak spot on this offense. And we could have an elite quarterback. <laughs> I want to say one more thing. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, honestly. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, about the quarterback competition, in camp, Harbaugh said the most important yeah, thing he's it's... looking for from his quarterback is to lead scoring drives, particularly scoring touchdowns instead of field goals when they're in the red zone. Against Colorado State, we're not going to pump Colorado State up. This is a bad team. Cade McNamara was one for four in the red zone. All the field goals that Jake Moody mm. kicked were when Cade McNamara was leading drives. Uh, Cade, uh, Shout out Jake Moody, best player on the team. <laughs> yeah, and he's uh, donating to charity for all those field goals. So, we're you know, Cade just likes charity. We can appreciate that. The thing about J.J. is he led two drives, and he was two for two. They both ended in touchdowns when they were in the red zone. So by Harbaugh's metrics, JJ is far and away ahead of Cade right now because he's leading touchdown drives. He's leading them to points every time he's on the field. Uh, So Cade's got some ground to make up. He almost needs JJ to really struggle against Hawaii. My prediction for this game is (laughs) JJ is probably not going to have to do very much. My personal belief is Hawaii is the worst team in FBS football. And if you look mm-hmm. at some of their games they've played so far, Vanderbilt, the doormat of the SEC, ran for 400 yards on them. So all JJ has to do is hand the ball off. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> as long I don't know what, what to expect. I think maybe we'll see a half of JJ, and hopefully he gets to throw a little bit. I don't think they're going to ask him to do very much because either way they're going to score. Uh, so I think that this quarterback competition is over. That's I'm just putting it out there. I think it is. I think I agree, Brandon, almost more so because this tryout of games, which is kind of unique, there's no way that it was literally just these two games is all that matters. You've had fall camp. You have practices in right. between. These two games are additives to it, and there was enough from fall camp in practice to give JJ a shot, and now these games are happening. Uh, I don't I almost unless JJ goes out and just looks atrocious, right? Which knock on wood, I I don't think that's gonna happen. But I think you're right. I think it's over. <laughs> I think he will get a chance to throw the ball a little bit in this game, just because of what it is and what's on the line. And in order for there to be less of a quarterback controversy, that's probably in Michigan's best interest. If JJ goes out and slams the door, um, but do we see that happening? I don't know. Uh, but the good news is we're going to be there to witness the start of the JJ era at Michigan. 
We are tailgating all day just to get there at 8 o'clock to witness history. I'm so pumped to do this. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to be, be a great day. It's going to be an absolute blast. And I'm going to sh- take a sharp right turn back into the stickers because I didn't get to give mine out. Um, I wanted to give Cade the Moron Mountain sticker. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, for one of two reasons. So, one, we talked a little bit about camp. And I just I need to know. Like, do you honestly believe that he thought this was his best camp ever and he is just 110% playing his his best game? Do you think that's like him trying to project confidence and speak it into existence? Or do you really think that he was feeling fully confident going into week one against Colorado State? Do you think the moment was just too big for him? Do you think maybe he's looking over his shoulder a bit too much? Or maybe because that wasn't prime Cade. All no. he had to do was do what he typically does and just hit the short passes, show that he can be consistent. But like Space Jam, he had his power sucked away from him, <laughs> and he couldn't even do that. He couldn't show up yeah. and do his job like the NBA stars of Space Jam, and he was a victim of Moron Mountain's <laughs> shenanigans. So either he is a victim of Moron Mountain or he is a moron for how out of touch he is with where his current ability current lies, currently lies. I don't know what to make of it, but it was astounding to say the least because I, I very at the very least expected that he would show a little bit of consistency and he would show the Cade that we knew from 2021. The Cade that we really appreciated because he was able to do the little things just well enough to get us to the Big Ten Championship and to win that. But if we got this Cade last year, we don't win that Big Ten championship. There's no way in my mind that happens. And so I just got to wonder if the moment was too big for him or what was going on, because there's no way that play was indicative of the best ball he's been playing ever. I It wasn't, uh, b- but I twofold. Yes, it was a big moment. We saw a lot of quarterbacks week one that struggled a little yep. bit, though, who are good Thorn, quarterbacks. Stroud. Sean Clifford, Brandon's favorite quarterback right. from Big Ten. He was horrible. Um, <laughs> and I didn't but, pick Cade. I picked Cade over Clifford, by the way. And so did I. Yeah. Travis uh, picked I Clifford. Yeah, <laughs> Travis did not. But I'm about to defend Cade here. Uh, where it, That one game I don't think is indicative of the Cade we would get for the year. But that's not the argument for me. The argument is just that J.J. overall is more dynamic and better and things we've talked about forever. However, not what he was talking about was his, his camp was really good. He felt he played the best. What I took away from that was kind of throwing the situation yeah. and the coach under the bus a little bit, saying, hey, I played really well. I thought I won it. This is a weird situation. He didn't say anything supportive of the situation. And I think that was – he was kind of – Maybe caught. He was angry. Uh, he looked upset. He knows. I think he knows he didn't play great that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is uh, felt defensive. And he didn't really say anything positive about like the coaching. He kind of threw that decision under the bus a little bit in that press conference. Where if you listen to it rather than read the headlines about it, it comes off a little bit better. But it's still the meat of it is isn't great. It's not good optics. Yeah, my my thoughts I, was that he had his powers sucked um, from the moment. Just like you said. Mm. <laughs> so I, I think he did probably have really good practices because those who watched couldn't stop saying. Um, Big Ten's Dave Revson was uh, at a practice. He said the ball doesn't touch the ground when Cade was running the offense. There's a difference between practice and games, and some guys have it in games and other guys shrink up. I think Cade shrunk under the moment. The pressure of looking over his shoulder got to him. And uh, like Trav said, he, he was kind of critical of the situation where on the other side of things, J.J. has said this has made him way better as a quarterback to have to battle. And so if you're not taking the pressure of a quarterback battle in September against Colorado State, I'd rather figure that out now because I want a guy who can handle the pressure in Columbus in November when your back's against the wall. So uh, I just personally think that he didn't play up to his ability. I I've, I know that. I've seen him play. He's better than what he was. And uh, I think there was a lot of questions answered this Saturday. But I don't think he was a moron. So, I think that he really did have good 
uh, a good fall camp because multiple people agreed and said that he was awesome. So in academic vernacular, Cade may not just have that dog in him. (laughs) I think he does, (laughs) though. I just think that... Yeah, I do too. ...that in this case, he didn't. But in general, he does. Do you think that Harbaugh should have let him air the ball out more? Yes. Yeah, but also you got to be able to complete the short passes. He he was not hitting open short passes, uh, missing on sh- short crossing routes, uh, and parts that, part of that's on oh. Cade. You know that touchdown or not touchdown? I'm sorry. In the the red zone where he threw out a bounce, that was the one I got really upset watching it live. Cade changed the the call at the line. And they recently just lost their backup left tackle the play before that. So they've got a third string left tackle in, changes the play at the line, and then scrambles to the right side of the field where he's just changed the route so there's no one running towards the right side of the end zone. He has to throw the ball out. So that's also on Cade not being able to make a play because he made the wrong read at the line of scrimmage. So you can change plays. With – Questioning if Harbaugh should have let him throw the ball downfield a little bit more. I think that option was there on plays. Mm -hmm. But Cade is so careful. Like, for instance, there's a tweet going around from when Michigan played Iowa and Cade threw his interception. Um, It was a whole breakdown. You can see a a wide receiver streaking out deep left. You can see all the reads, and you see him check down ultimately to the tight end, which – I mean, it would have been close to a first down. It wasn't a catch. It wasn't all Cade's fault that it was a interception. However, there was a wide open receiver, yeah. deep left, deep right. And those are things I think JJ is going to do where he's confident in his arm. He has a stronger arm. Maybe it's a little more gunslingery, but he's that's part of a play. You're going to have a receiver going on an out route deep, and JJ's going to want it. But JJ also can split out and get out of the pocket and have some dynamic plays kind of long-term where his pocket, uh, JJ can hang on to the ball longer and those plays can develop a little deeper. Uh, that's another reason I'm team JJ. Maybe not even just airing the ball out, but do you think maybe there's uh, maybe room for Cade to be a little bit disgruntled that he wasn't allowed to have more of that day? He did get, you know, 18 passes, but... Uh, do you think maybe Harbaugh should have given him a bit more just to allow him to get settled in, fully settled in, and make the most of his outing? I think he was yeah, appropriately gruntled. Could have been. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was used the appropriate amount, too, like three, pretty much three quarters in a blowout game. Is that what you meant, Bran, when you said appropriately gruntled? <laughs> I, th- I took it the opposite way. I think that you he thought, meant it opposite, too. I, but... Like that he may have a little reason to be upset there. Yeah. I think so. I think I I think Cade thought he was going to get more. Like I personally was a little bit surprised when JJ came in. Um I was and I, I think was Cade too. probably had that same sentiment. So and then the fact that and JJ even, immediately scores a touchdown on the first play yeah. he actually keeps it. That has to sting. So I I can see his point like he was the starter that day and then JJ comes in and immediately scores that that hurts. But Hawaii is so bad, you know J- or Cade's going to get in. Yep, Harbaugh said he would. A lot of time against Hawaii. So, hey, if we get down to the red zone, uh, put Cade in and have him do a QB option uh, <laughs> and keep it. Uh, oh, wait, Cade never does that. So, But, I mean, we even got to see Alan <laughs> Bowman in there. And hey, Alan, Bowman Bo- Alan Bowman's getting my gold star. <laughs> He's going five for six for like, uh, what, 56 yards or something like that. I think it ended in a touchdown. He looked fantastic. He's looking like my QB, too. I want to see more Alan Bowman. Like, Alan Bowman is pretty, is pretty unironically. I don't know where Davis I Warren see was. Some... I don't know who yeah. stole him, but he is a better quarterback than Alan Bowman. I'm calling it. That was fine. Sad KQB4. not to see it see him out there but yeah uh bowman i was excited to see him look good uh we got to see the best of orgy running into the end zone but that reminds me of my next sticker is the brent musburger award uh rg3 in commentary was dynamic he started off with a pump up walk out of the tunnel with michigan 
and it got my blood pumping. And then the whole game, he was fantastic. He was so easy to listen to and fun and engaging. One of my new favorite commentators. I think he's got a bright future. Um, I, I'm going to get excited every time we get a RG3 game. He was really good. Yeah, he was entertaining. Uh, I've got one more sticker, although with RG3, I just want to comment. I really like the segment when he tried to bench 335 pounds, and then <laughs> Mozzie Smith just pulls it up like the two arms. I don't – man, that dude is strong. But, uh, yeah, RG3 weird. was incredibly entertaining and was not uh, – what's what I'm looking for? He didn't take the focus off the game too much, but he also kept me entertained. So that was like a really good balance. I felt like he struck. Yeah, that dude, he could have totally taken the focus like, and kind of pridefully put some on him because he's been shortchanged throughout the last few years. He is so incredibly talented, athletic, uh, had a great career. He never once like talked about his own career, and a lot of commentators kind of like to talk about <laughs> what they did. And He put it all about the schools, all about the team, and still was super dynamic and entertaining. So Cody already mentioned the defense. I want to highlight one guy in particular my helmet sticker is the silent assassin helmet sticker and i did not realize that this guy had such a dominant day so the highest graded they grade out each player the highest graded offensive player you can guess was jj mccarthy the highest graded defensive player and actually the highest graded player overall for the michigan wolverines was jalen harrell he had two sacks on the day i didn't even realize that uh, but he's actually the starting edge position. We really highlighted uh, Anoma, but Harold played like a man possessed. And that was what I've been looking for. I, I mentioned this before. What is Michigan going to do to replace Aiden Hutchinson, to replace David Ojabo? They need those dynamic edge players. And if Jalen Harrell is going to be sacking the quarterback, grading out the highest on the team, that makes me feel so much better. So, uh, yeah, Jalen Harrell, silent assassin, because I didn't even realize he was doing so well. And turns out, upon further review, he was dominant. Good job, Harrell. Let's see it next week. <laughs> uh, I kind of want to tag along on your silent assassin, but for a different reason. Uh, I mean, kind of similar. Uh, it's Junior Colson. We talked about him, but he, I mean, he had four tackles. That's okay. But he was just – I loved watching him play. He was just there all the time, and he just looked so manly. Like, anyone he faced up against, he was the stronger dude. He just – and the way – how hard he threw people on the ground. Yeah. Like, I cringed a few times when he tackled people. So, excited to see him blossom this year, hopefully. Um, Well, next week, Michigan has got Hawaii. We're going to be there this weekend. And then Michigan State has Akron. Uh, not the choicest of <laughs> competitors to really dig Some into. Big time action for week two, baby. Um, so I, unless you guys have something really pointedly to talk about those games and what what you hope to see, how about that? Okay. Well, Michigan State. I hope to see them. I hope to see Peyton Thorne be a little more accurate, uh, and I want to see them be the dynamic offense that they can be. And I wanted to like I want it to look smooth. Peyton Thorne still had huge plays. They still had like these big plays here and there, but I want it to look smooth like they can get it when they want to. Um that's my hope. And I think we're gonna see better play from them. And so I think Michigan State's gonna cover. I think they're gonna trounce Akron. Akron's not Western. Um, but it's close. And they should have trounced Western if they played up to their potential. And they've got a game under their belt. So that's my prediction for Michigan State. Yeah, I got them covering that game as well. I do think that the fears that people might be kind of feeding into a little bit with that first game against Western are going to be a little bit overblown. I don't think it'll be long before that offense really starts to click. And once that happens, teams like Akron, they're not going to have a shot. My prediction is a 48-13 route. I think that Peyton Thorne settles in and hits some of those deep balls he missed in week one. What I hope to see if I was a Michigan State fan, would be the offensive line getting a bigger push in the run game and to see both Berger and Broussard dominate. And I think that does happen. Yep. So uh, that's my prediction, 48-13. Uh, 
Uh, Michigan, Hawaii, the line, has it moved to 51 now? 51. Is it at 50 still? That is the biggest line I've ever seen <laughs> for a Michigan game in my life, I think. And uh, they're going to cover. And, I, it's, and, the, and they're going to cover. <laughs> it's difficult to get a read on it because, I mean, we're going to see JJ. And I think right from the start, it's going to be a bloodbath. But they're not going to play JJ the whole game. We're going to see my boy Alan Bowman out there. And it's still going to be a bloodbath because rightful QB2. Before you see uh, Alan, though, you're going to see Cade. And you're going to see Cade. We'll get some field goals up in there. Oh, come Keep it on. moving. He and is going <laughs> He's still to our quarterback. <laughs> I'm sorry. I uh, I do have to apologize because I, I don't actually think Cade's a moron. And, like, I got to actually say nice things, oh, too. I'm going to pile on that. I do, but in a good way, remember? <laughs> I, I hope Cade does well, but I, I don't want him to do well enough that there's still controversy at all at the end of this. I, I want everybody to be able to look at this next game and be like, you you can't fight it. JJ's the guy. He Coach. just has so much talent that if you want to take this team into the future, into that next level, it's got to be JJ. So, yes, I wish Cade the best. I want him to get more than a couple field goals out of his drives. But what I'm really hoping for more than a cover is that JJ it just looks like the best thing you've ever seen on a football field. And it's just undeniable to even people like Don Thomas. I don't. I, sh- I was shouldn't even up. say his name on this podcast because he's a freaking moron. Um, to even people like that, I'm sorry, but you have an unhealthy obsession with an athlete. You're the problem. I'm it's fine. Not the coach. We, I have an unhealthy obsession with these teams, but so I don't. I'm fine with that. But uh, you said I want it to be where everyone just understands. Yeah. Well, that's not possible because of people like him out there. Yeah. No matter what happens, JJ can throw for 500 yards and six touchdowns, and people like that would be like, well, Cade probably could have. Uh, <laughs> we would have still won by a lot just with a different like model. It's Hawaii. It's, un- it's unfair it's Hawaii. that Anybody JJ had the that. opportunity to do that. <laughs> uh, there are bozos out there. I and he, Yeah, you're, you're right. He's one of them. Yeah. Uh, I almost wish we did like a Twitter spotlight because Twitter is so fun. I know you just blocked him, Code. I did. I <laughs> I couldn't stand seeing any more idiotic takes. It's it's But one, I'm here for it. It's because... one thing to be wrong. It's another thing to like have how wrong you are presented clearly right in front of you and completely shift all of that focus into this misguided and unexplainable frustration with the coach. Good who has been more than clear than he's ever been in his entire career about his approach to the situation, but somehow that's unfair, and somehow that's causing division in the team, as if a battle for your position isn't a normal, <laughs> healthy thing in a football program? Okay, bud. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, my prediction is 80-3. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama... Every year, and there's always an SEC team when they're playing an FCS school that they've got 56 by halftime. Miami just put up 70 last week um, to a very bad school. Michigan's – what? what is there to stop Michigan in this game? I've seen nothing from so, Hawaii against two mediocre teams. I can tell you what's going to stop Michi- Michigan. Uh, and, and you might be right because I, I did pick the spread on this game. In my write-up, I said – it's, it could be reminiscent of the Rutgers game that was 78-0. to zero. However, I will say this. My prediction is that Michigan is going to, just like Ohio State went up 49-0 on Michigan State in the first half, I think Michigan could do that. They could be one point away from covering in the first half. However, at that point, Harbaugh is going to put in all of the subs. You're going to be on your second and third teamers, and you're going to go conservative, run, run, run. Not even run, run, pass. It's going to be three runs, and that might they might still score, but it's going to slow the game down to a halt. My prediction, I'm going to say 63-10, but I could te- definitely see your prediction being being accurate because who knows? <laughs> maybe way. our, maybe <laughs> yeah, our third and fourth string is just going to dominate, and even though they run three straight times to a loaded box, it doesn't matter. It's possible. Here's I kind of hope you're right. Another prediction for you guys. CJ Stokes is going to have 100 yards rushing in this game. That That's probably a really good prediction. <laughs> <laughs>
We could have three guys with 100 yards. <laughs> we could have four that, if JJ yeah, starts JJ the game. Yeah, good point. That's a very good point. Wow, that would be amazing. Watch this game be like, everyone is so sure that this is a cakewalk, and yeah, it and should it be. Hawaii is adorable. Yeah, watch it turn ugly on us. Uh, I'm That's the pessimistic fan in me. Every yeah, time, it's like, can't have nice speak things. speak that into existence. I'm trying to speak it into it so it like knows, okay, we're not going to be surprised. It, it, it's not going to do it to us. <laughs> uh, last bit. Um, did you give your prediction code? Uh, I like Brandon, 6310. <laughs> I'm okay. going to go with that. <laughs> I, I predict nothing but utter annihilation. I don't think there's a realm of possibility that it actually is a close game because Brandon's right. This might possibly be the worst team in the FBS. Uh, so... I, I don't know what the specific score is going to be. I do have Michigan covering. I have JJ dominating, but all I really hope is that he dominates enough that we can just all finally be at peace. <laughs> Let's. I want him to be the avatar that brings peace to the four nations of Michigan <laughs> fandom. I can hope. Uh, I was thinking about this earlier. Just I got to really bring quick. out one nerdy reference per episode, so I just had to get that in real quick. Let's just, I mean, we can probably agree JJ's maybe playing the first half, right? He's probably not going to play after that if it's a blowout. What would you say yeah. a good stat line would be if he only played the first half? Hmm. That's kind of tough because we already mentioned it's going to be like. Hand the ball off. The, yeah. op- the Oprah Winfrey <laughs> event of yardage. You get a touchdown. Like- you get a touchdown. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's the important question. Like with Cade, I don't really care what his stat line would have been if it was he was hitting his passes. Yeah. And you saw a little bit more. Like it, you okay, saw well then maybe what's a prediction then? On his stat line? Yeah. Not necessarily completions and incompletions, but like yards and touchdowns. 153 touchdowns. 150 in the air? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many on the ground? Yeah, how many on the ground? <laughs> 60. Oh, man. <laughs> that That's a six <laughs> stat line. <laughs> yeah. I was actually trying to go conservative with my, but then the rushing yard, 60 and a half. That's, he could do that's 60 tough, in one run, though. Harbaugh came out he and could. said he's running in the four fives, <sighs> which, yeah, which puts him that. as the fourth fastest quarterback if he was in the NFL right now. <laughs> it's decent and oh hawaii's defense is so bad it, it's such a great option to have to have a qb who can just keep it when he sees it and that's an easy 10 15 yards when he keeps it at the right time oh my gosh saturday night get here already <laughs> i i think even in just one half jj gets to 200 yards and the reason is because how many yards did Cade get completing just 50 percent often hitting his uh receiver's not mid-stride, but they'd have to stop, reach behind him. You just get the ball to his receivers, especially against a team like this in Hawaii, and you know JJ's going to be throwing the ball downfield because he's capable of doing that. Uh, He's going to be spreading the ball early and often. I have no idea how many yards he's going to rush for. I have kind of some idea that maybe there are some people speaking into JJ's ear after the lick he took. Uh, extending yeah. one of his rushing plays <laughs> in week one, telling him, hey, you can't be doing that crap. <laughs> yep. um, so I, I think they're going to try and minimize his ground usage a little bit. They'll let him run uh, you know, now and then. But I don't think they want him to be doing that as much as possible because they just know the type of player and the type of dude he is. He wants to get every yard. Yep. And maybe he just doesn't know yet that he's got to be smarter than that. <laughs> and uh, maybe he can rein that in a bit. But I, I don't know that they're going to rush him a ton. You just said, I'm so excited for that moment where we can put this quarterback divisiveness behind us and we can just talk about JJ as our quarterback and saying this is stuff he needs to work on he needs to work on sliding or he needs to be a little smart he's not invincible just forgetting that this ever happened then making him our quarterback and seeing it push forward I just want to see that but that's the crazy thing is that if you have to speak on his weaknesses right now you can't really do it much because we've still yet to just see full-blown JJ just for more than a year now, we've just had little teases of what he's capable of. So, yes, I cannot wait until, hopefully, 
we can just make him our quarterback and we can just dive into full length discussions on how he can uh, become the next greatest quarterback to walk the face of the earth. Cade had 136 <laughs> yards, by the way. 136 on a very butt performance. On 50%. If we're being honest, that was a that was a bad performance. On 50% completion rate, yeah. I think JJ can get to 200 in the first half on a horrible, horrible Hawaii team. If he wanted to, if the team wanted to, you get to 200 in the first quarter. We'll see if they um, throw the ball. But, I, uh, yeah, we'll see what they do. Um, let's go ahead. We were going to finish this episode with talking about our Pick'em League, um, and we were going to give you our picks, but... For time's sake, our picks are going to be found on our Discord channel and our Twitter and probably our Facebook as well. But if you're not on our Discord and Twitter, uh, get on there because there is Saturdays have become so fun mm-hmm. on the Discord, where we've especially, got, yeah, especially the Discord where we got fans from everywhere. We have Michigan State, Michigan, Western, Ohio State snuck in there. Uh, and it's just so yeah, fun. We might have to up our moderation. <laughs> it's so fu- Texas fans. So, yeah, <laughs> and it's just John and kind of going back. Texas and forth. is back. <laughs> They're back, baby. <laughs> so if you're not on there, join it. Um, but we've already tweeted out the games of the week. Uh, so check out our Twitter, check out our Discord, and our Facebook. Just comment below it um, what your picks are, and I'll add you to the league. Uh, it's that easy. So yeah. Never too late to get on the, on the action. Uh, it's really popping off, so we'd love to see even more of you in there. Thanks once again just for listening to another Jones and for Sports podcast. We look forward to seeing you in the next one. And remember, Ohio sucks. Mm-hmm.